Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. All right, welcome into the Matt Locke Show, the Wednesday edition. So glad you're along for the ride. Man, has it been a fast week. Got lots and lots to cover today. Who knew? Who knew? Frito. Frito? Fredo? No, it's Frito. Frito is now the Italian equivalent of the N-word, Chris Cuomo. Um, I wasn't going to cover this story I really wasn't going to cover this story because I didn't believe that it was anything political. I'm going to break this down because I think there's some things to take away from this that we, we ought to talk about. But Chris Cuomo lost his shit over some guy calling him Frito. And if you don't remember from the movie Godfather, and we're going to get into that. Plus, uh, you know, we got lots of stuff to cover. Uh, ICE offices in San Antonio are under attack. Somebody put some bullets through the third and fourth story windows. Uh, We got a riot going on in the Hong Kong airport that we're going to touch on. Uh, The Supreme Court is under fire from Democrats, and if we have enough time in this hour, the Trump campaign's small-dollar donations are surging, which means blue-collar workers love you, President Trump. Keep it up. Hey, welcome in the Matlock Show. I am Matt Lock, your host. You can find me over on Twitter, at RealMattLock. That's also my Instagram and my parlor handle. Facebook, The Cartel Matt, and The Matlock Show. You can find both there. Uh, find my podcast, where all podcasts are found google podcast itunes iheart spotify you name it it should be there i'm working on stitcher i know a lot of you people out there are so tribal matt what are you going to be on stitcher it takes time it takes time to build up podcasts to then submit over to stitcher and then they'll take care of me so it's only the third podcast it's just the first week here it's wednesday and uh this segment brought to you by combat flip-flops Hey, it's summertime. It's hot. I played golf last night. Man, I played well. Played real well. 102 degrees. I'm going to tell you, it's hot. And I'm in flip-flops 99% of the time. And I've got my combat flip-flops. And I've been getting ready to order the Zero Rise Flopperators that have just come out from combatflipflops.com. They're supposed to be better for your back. But what what the, what the guys over there do, Griff and uh, Lee, they're really good friends of mine. Um, they donate money to help educate Afghanistan women. They're both in theater. They both understand what's going on in the world. They believe that education always will help stop war. So by going over to combatflipflops.com and using LOCK25, that's L-O-C-K-E, 25, you'll get 25% off anything you order at their website today. Head over to combatflipflops.com right now. Use LOCK, L-O-C-K-E, 25, get 25% off your order today. All right, so I'm going to give you a minute here. And if you've got small children, or if you've got your kids listening, or you got ears that don't want to be on this, you need to usher them out of the room or put your headphones in because I'm going to play you the unedited video of one Chris Cuomo being called Fredo. And I'm telling you, it, you know, <laughs> I was listening to Sebastian Gorka last night on the way home from golf, and they beeped out every other word. I mean, this guy's throwing around the F word and everything else, but the, you know what the great thing is about podcast? I'm not FCC compliant. I can play what I want. I want you to hear the idiocy that is Chris Cuomo. I want you to hear what he says. I want you to digest it. So I'm going to give you about another 20 seconds here. Make sure your kids, you got your earphones in, whatever the hell you're doing. 
It's about a minute and 50 second video. It's an audio because you're not going to see the video because I'm a podcast. But it's going to give you an idea. And then we're going to break this down. And I'm going to talk to you about what I think is going on. So about another 10 seconds. Get those kids out of the room. I'm getting ready to hit play in about three, two, one. I thought, I thought that's who you were. No, punk-ass bitches from the right call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh, you're much- Fredo is from the Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your and brother? And they use though? it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Are you Italian? I got, I got a it's a fucking insult to your people. It's an insult to your fucking people. It's like the N-word for us. Wow. Is, that, is that a cool fucking thing? You're a much more reasonable guy in person than you seem to be on television. Yeah, but if you want to play, then we'll fucking play. If you've got something you want to say about what I do on television, then say it. But don't be the fault me. Hey, man. Insult. Hey, listen. What? what? I don't want any problems. Bro. Yeah, you're going to have a big fucking problem. What's the problem? It's a little different on TV. Don't fucking insult me like What's that. Pro- I didn't insult you. Fuck, you call me Fredo. It's like I call you punk bitch. You like that? You want well, that to I, be your nickname? I didn't call you that. I, I you called me Fredo. I you know my name's not fucking Fredo. I thought your name was. You did not think my name was fucking Fredo. Don't be a liar. I thought your name was. You want to be a man. Stand up like a man. I'm standing up, man. You want to be a man out yeah, here. Then fucking own it. Then own what listen, you said. Man. Hey. Then own what you said. Listen, Take man. I don't have what? a problem with you, man. Yeah, you're going to have a fucking problem. What? What are you going to do about I'll, it? I'll fucking ruin your shit. I'll fucking throw you down these stairs like a fucking punk. Please do. You don't want to sue? You don't want to So you can fucking sue? Well, why don't you do it? Go take a swing. You want to call me Fredo? Take a fucking swing. Take a fucking swing. Watch your fucking hands. Take a swing. Watch your fucking hands. Take a swing. No, no, come on, boy. Come on, boy. So you want to call me shit? Call me shit. Hey, listen, man. I'm not doing anything. I'll fucking wreck your shit. Stop. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't know what you were doing when you I thought it was your name. Right? You I thought it was your name. You didn't know, right? Hey, you didn't know what you were saying, right? I thought it was his name. I'm breaking it up. I'm breaking it up. This is my buddy. Hey, look at all these cameras. Wow. Can you say wow? I mean, holy cow. Does Chris Cuomo lose his shit or what? Now, I want to I ask you a, a very simple question. The guy comes up, and you know, in the in today's, uh, how are the what what word am I looking for here? In today's spin, let's say spin. the The media is spinning this as you know, Chris Cuomo was attacked. I mean, the dude walked up to him, and said, "Hey, Fredo." Was he being serious? I don't know. Was he being an asshole? I don't know. But I'm, I'm going to ask you a question here because this is what drives me nuts. As we sit here and we look at this, you know, and we say, uh, Kimberly Ross, she took to Twitter. You know what she says? My take on the Frito incident. Heckling and recording someone in public is wrong. I don't care who it is. Looks like both parties ended up getting carried away. Frito is not like the N-word. If the tables were turned, the right would be livid. Now, now, wait a minute. Now, now wait just a minute. Weren't, weren't we told by Maxine Waters, that the left ought to get in our faces? I mean, does anybody remember that? Does anybody remember Maxine Waters saying, well, you get in their faces, you get into them at the restaurant, you get into them at the supermarket, you get into their faces at schools, in public, you get in their face and you reject what they're doing. Does anybody remember that? The other day, I was watching a video, Ted Cruz was out in, I believe, LAX, airport out in Los Angeles. And a lady got in his face and said, Mr. Cruz, you need to do something. You need to do something. You need to get these children out of cages. You need to do something, sir. And you know what Ted Cruz did? He didn't lose his shit. He was polite. He was considerate. He answered the lady's question. He said, ma'am, I am doing everything I know how to do to help this situation. I don't want these families ripped apart at the border. Don't come here. I don't want these young children to be housed down there in the facilities, but they're coming here. We're working on legislation right now to do that. So I'm sorry. This is just not true. That, that you know, I want you to think about this. Maxine Waters told the left, get in our faces. This guy gets into Cuomo's face and he blows a damn gasket. I mean, he must have said the F word at least 30 times in that segment. And I did not bleep it because I wanted you to get the full effect of what Chris Cuomo did. He was pissed. How dare you approach royalty? I mean, that was that was the sense I got off it. Was it not you? 
How dare you approach me? I have a show on CNN. Don't you know who I am? How dare you call me Frito? How dare you tell me that I'm not worthy? How Don't you know who I am? Arrogance. Pompous jackhole. Jackass. Crazy. And yet... The left's out there circling the wagons today saying, well, you know, Frito is the equivalent of the N-word. No, it's not. You want to hear about the, the Urban Dictionary? The Urban Dictionary, Frito, top definition, to be the black sheep in the family, like the one that is the goof and the screw-up named after Frito Corleone, who was Michael's older brother and the godfather, and he was considered to be the failure in the family. So it's a damn character from the movie Godfather. Everybody knows. If you watch that movie, which is a great movie, by the way. Poor Chris got his, got his sack in a wrinkle. Now, the thing is, this isn't, you know, <laughs> the New York Times, this, this, this is something the left does all the time. A commentary in the New York Times in 2017 referred to all of President Donald Trump's sons, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, and son-in-law Jared Kushner, as Frito. The unearthed commentary and tweet followed a viral video of CNN anchor Chris Cuomo threatening a man for calling him Frito, which Cuomo said is an Italian slur similar to the N-word insulting blacks. Now, New York Times columnist Gail Collins compared Trump to the father in the iconic Godfather film of Frito fame. Quote, who do you think is the worst Trump child, Collins asked. Junior has certainly rocketed into the lead. Although, frankly, if the president is playing Godfather in this particular drama, all the grown sons are Frito. That includes son-in-law Jared Kushner, who was in on the meeting with that Russian attorney who was supposed to be bearing dirt on Hillary Clinton, which Kushner neglected to mention on disclosure forms he filled out when he went to work at the White House. As senior advisor on Middle East peace, reorganizing government, combating drug abuse, China, and Mexico, Eric gets credit for keeping a low profile. Really, he hasn't said anything very strange since he compared waterboarding to a fraternity hazing, except for the time he said nepotism was a beautiful thing. Now, Wall Street Journal editor James Toronto pointed out the Frito New York Times connection on Twitter on Monday. He says, can't believe the New York Times would publish something so offensive. <laughs> it's a double standard, my friends. This is what we get every time. This is the left. This is what we deal with. Donald Trump Jr. got in on the act. I mean, Donald Trump, he's on social media a lot, right? Jr., I follow him. He's mocking Chris Cuomo for claiming his nickname Frito is an ethic, ethnic slur against Italians, telling the primetime anchor that the now viral moniker just means you're the dumb brother. Boy, did that, did that not, I mean, did that not hit old Chris where it hurts? Excuse me, sorry about that. Sorry about that, I had to sneeze. Um, Donald Trump Jr., he says, hey, Chris Cuomo, take it from me, Frito isn't the N-word for Italians. It just means... You're the dumb brother. Uh-huh. Welcome in. And, and, you know, maybe he is the dumb brother. Maybe Chris Cuomo is the dumb brother. I mean, I have one of those. Did at Chris Cuomo, and this is from Katrina Pearson, did at Chris Cuomo just say that Frito is to Italians what the N-word is to black people? The N-word is dehumanizing word used against blacks who endured years of oppression. Frito is a term from the godfather, referring to the dumb brother. E equivocating the two is just purely racism. Now, is it racist to, I, I don't believe it's racist. I believe it's ignorant. I don't believe it has anything to do with race. You know, everybody wants to say the N-word or, you know, these black guys, they run around, they call each other, hey, my N-word, hey, you know, they do it all the time. Don't really care. Isn't really any of my business. I don't want to call them that because I just think it's, I think it's ridiculous. But it happens all the time. But to say this is racist, I think we're overusing that word. I think we're overusing that word to a point where it's just lost all of its credibility. It's not racist. It's just stupid. It's a movie. And if you're so butthurt over the fact that this guy, whether set up or not, called you Frito, you've got some issues. Now, Trump was one of many voices pushing back against Cuomo, who was seen arguing in that video 
that the term Fredo is a racially charged term. Now, throughout that video, by, it was released on YouTube Monday by an independent journalist with the title, That's the Point with Brandon, Cuomo threatens physical violence against a man he, he calls him Frito in public. The nickname is a reference to the godfather's Frito Corleone, Corleone character, the inept second son of the mafia family. The nickname for Cuomo was popularized by Breitbart News Editor-at-Large, John Nolte, and frequently used by radio talk show legend Rush Limbaugh to mock the CNN host as well. It's kind of, you know, when, when, when you got information, when, you, when, 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 you're, when, you're, when information is brought forward to you, that is completely ridiculous. Your best solution, ignore it. Why would you even give it legs? Why would you even, I mean, what Chris Cuomo did here was gave this legs. He gave it the ability to stick to him because he got so bent out of shape by it. I mean, come on, dude. You could have very easily, the guy could have walked up to you and said, hey, Chris, or hey, Fredo, uh, sir, yeah, you've mistaken me for someone else, thanks. I mean, isn't that what a rational person would do? Seriously. Someone walks up to you, and I'm tired of this. This guy, Chris Cuomo, is no better than you or I. Well, I got a, I got a show on CNN. Don't care. Do not care. But you don't have to be a jackass, right? I mean, someone walks up to me and says, hey, I don't know, um, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> I don't look like Jim Gaffigan. I sound like him. I would say, no, sorry, you got the wrong guy. You know, can I help you in some way? Why would you get all blown out of proportion? Why would you get all blown upset that uh, you're ready to commit violence? I'm going to throw you down these effing stairs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wreck your world. It's crazy. So Caleb Hall on Twitter says, weird. I don't recall him having an issue when Anna Navarro calling Donald Trump Jr. Fredo on his show on CNN. So it's happened on Chris Cuomo's show on CNN. He says, I also don't recall CNN having any issue with Rick Wilson calling Representative Nunez Fredo on CNN. Kind of interesting, isn't it? That, that, that's weird that they don't have any problem with that. Now, you know, here's the thing. The left has come unhinged. They don't like it. They don't like being called out. CNN knows that they're down in the crap. They know that, you know, everything is crazy. They know that they're losing. They know that Trump's using Twitter to go around them. They know that they're not, you know, they're not convincing you anymore of their garbage, right? But I will tell you what's really crazy. The, the, the note here uh, from CNN spokesperson. Chris Cuomo defended himself when he was verbally attacked with the use of an ethnic slur in an orchestrated setup. There you go. So CNN believes it was orchestrated. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. And I don't care. But it wasn't an ethnic slur. It wasn't anything that got, you know, look, and maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he thought he could get Cuomo riled up. It sure worked. But get in their faces, Maxine Waters said. You, you confront them everywhere. You know, it's time. Now, I've been telling you, and I've been kind of concerned as I finish up this story here, about President Trump and these red flag laws. You know, we, we see these mass shootings. We see this kind of stuff happen. And then Trump comes out and says, you know, I want stricter background checks. I want red flag laws and da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, and, and I told you guys, I, I think when you listen to the cartel, I said this about a month, maybe a month ago, three or four weeks ago. I said, you know, I always give it 24 hours to kind of settle down because I was fooled. The mainstream media fooled me. When it came to the issue of the census with the citizenship question. Now, if you'll remember back then, they were saying, oh, President Trump is going to use an executive order to put a citizenship question on the census, right? And I was worried because I'm like, yeah, you know, that's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a fight in the Supreme Court. It's going to go. It's going to take time to be, you know, tried out and, and argued and all that stuff. Probably not right. And what did we find out? Donald Trump didn't use an executive order to put a citizenship question on the census. He used an executive order to tell all of the bureaus, all of the investigative bureaus, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, all of that, said, hey, look, you know, we've already got the information. 
give it to me. So with anything, I, I was a little worried about this red flag law. I'm not anymore. You know why I'm not anymore? After this whole Chris Cuomo deal, Donald Trump took to Twitter. And now the left's pissed, of course. The, the, the mainstream media's pissed because Trump's calling out the hypocrisy that is the left. But uh, Trump says, I think what Chris Cuomo did was horrible. His language was horrible. He looked like a total, out-of-control animal, Trump said. He lost it, and frankly, I don't think that anybody could defend him because he spews lies every night. Boom! Boy, that I'm sure the left is absolutely pissed off. But it's true. I mean, does a normal person act that way? Like I said, uh, a man approaches me in some kind of function. Hey, you know, I don't know, Lance Smith. Hey, da da da, da. or hey, Fredo, or hey, Rocky, or whatever. Um, I, I think you got the wrong person. Thanks. You know, there's no reason to get fired up. There's no reason to be that mad. There's no reason to act like an out-of-control animal, as Trump says. Now, Trump went on and said, I thought Chris was Frito. Also, the truth hurts. Totally lost it. Low ratings at CNN. Now, here's the key. Here is the key. Because first of all, the left hates the fact that Trump weighed in on this. Oh, that Trump. He, he ethnic, ethnic slurs. Don't worry that we're calling your sons Frito. Don't worry that we're calling your people Frito. No, 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 no. You just, you don't pay attention to that. Oh, my God. Donald Trump is an accomplished to ethnic slurs. And look at poor Chris Cuomo. The, the president's going after him. Right? So here's what Donald Trump says that puts my mind at ease. He took to Twitter on the 13th yesterday, and he says, would Chris Cuomo be given a red flag for his recent rant? Filthy language and a total loss of control. He shouldn't be allowed to have any weapons. He's nuts. Now, if you don't see that as high-level trolling, you're missing the message. Trump just came out on Twitter, and I'm going to tell you exactly what he just did. This is what can happen if red flag laws are put into effect. Anybody can lose their shit on a video, be turned in, and have their guns taken away. Should Chris Cuomo have his gun taken away? It is purely genius. It, you know, the left keeps telling us that Donald Trump is not that smart. Yes, he is. He's very smart. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I can tell you right now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I don't see President Trump doing anything with red flag laws. He just completely illustrated it right there. Anybody can turn you in for any little thing, and there you are. It's crazy. All right, guys, we're going to move on here. We're going to talk about ice. Can you do me a great big favor? Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Oh, it's a fan, fantastic company. Uh, I'm going to have Zach Brown on here on Monday. He's going to talk about the mission of Scars and Stripes Coffee. He is the mission leader. He's the head. Well, he... He works for the owner. He works for the owner, Chad. But uh, Zach's going to be on the program Monday, and he's going to talk about the mission of Scars and Stripes Coffee. They sell coffee. But what they do is they empower veterans. You know, our, our men and women go overseas. They fight. They're on active duty. They come back, and they need a mission. They need something to help them assimilate back into the real world or something to do or, or a mission to have. And Scars and StripesCoffee.com does that. They allow these veterans to start their own businesses. They're ambassadors of this coffee. So they go out, they start their own business. They have an e-commerce platform. And they go out and they sell great coffee. And for every bag you buy, you give back to that veteran. He gets a commission. So I know of great stories here. I was talking to Chad the other day. We're getting Zach on the program Monday. They're, you know, they're talking about these veterans who are getting into these big stores, who are taking this by the horns, who are selling this fantastic coffee, but they're also giving themselves value. They're giving themselves a mission now that they're back from fighting for our country. So if you could do me a huge favor, head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Check it out. See if you can find a, a veteran in your area selling it and buy some. Just try it. See what you think. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. Hey, tell them you heard it on the Matlock Show. That would be fantastic. Let them know you heard it from me. That would be great if you would. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. All right. So, ice. I don't know if you've been paying attention. We just came off of this 
Cuomo and Fredo story, right? It, we're, we're watching the violence, the unhinged actions of one Chris Cuomo. But ICE offices, workers hit by wave of violence and threats, we know where all your children live. I want you to think about this for a second. It says former ICE acting director Tom Homan says Democrats need to go back and read the laws Congress created before they start vilified, vilifying the ICE agents doing their jobs. Because see, that's the thing. These are laws written by Congress. Immigration and customs enforcement workers are facing a rapidly escalating series of threats, including protesters menacing their children and shots being fired at their offices. Amid a rising tide of anti-ICE rhetoric from the left fueled by congressional Democrats, media voices, and presidential hopefuls. See, that's what I was talking about. You've got the left. You've got Nancy Pelosi. You've got Maxine Waters. You've got Chuck Schumer, Dick Durbin. You name it. You've got uh, Francis. You've got Kamala. You've got Joe Biden. You've got Warren. You've got Sanders. All out there saying ICE needs to be, it needs to be shut down. You need to get in their faces. You need to, you know, cause violence. Now, footage published Tuesday shows protesters in Florida from groups such as Never Again Action and Black Lives Matter Alliance of Broward County threatening workers and former employees of the GEO group, a private contractor used by ICE. One protester threatened the family of GEO group's former general counsel, John Bullfin. Here's what it was said, quote, we know where all your children live throughout the country. John Bullfin, you have kids in boop, you have kids in beep, the protester yelled. We know everything about you, and you won't just be seeing us here. These are open threats. We know where you live. We know where your children live. We're going to actively demonstrate. We're going to actively Make sure their lives are living hell. And then you saw last week uh, uh, the Castro, Joaquin Castro, publishing those names and addresses and businesses of Trump supporters. This is what is happening, my friends. You see Chris Cuomo completely go off his rocker, but this is what we on the right are facing daily. And you have to ask, why isn't this story receiving wall-to-wall coverage by the establishment media, by the mainstream. I mean, this is legit. This is crazy. These folks are out of their minds. They go on. We know where you sleep at night, another protester shouted. We know what kind of dog food you buy your dogs. I mean, I want you to think about that for a second. Not only do they want to go after them, they want to go after their dogs. Now, the left should be the left should be up in arms, right? I mean, you can't go after the dogs. You can't be killing puppies. I mean, this is crazy. Who cares about the humans? But the dogs, they didn't know any better. They didn't know they were going to get adopted by some crazy right-wing kook. I mean, the dogs, holy cow, that's going too far, right? We know what kind of dog food you buy your dogs. I'm telling you, this is crazy. This is over the top crazy. And but what does the left do? Oh, well, it was a setup with Chris Cuomo. Oh, he was ambushed. Oh, these people are protesting right outside of the ICE facility. They go on. We're not actually joking, the protester said, before shouting the location of where Bullfin lives. John Bullfin, you go to blank. You go to church on blank. You live on blank road. We are not joking. Holy shit. Another can be heard yelling, when immigrant bodies are are under attack, what do we do? Fight back, other protesters responded. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something here. What's going to happen? What this is going to come down to is violence. The left is trying to divide you and I. Not, not you and I so much, but you and I and the left. 
They need racial, social, economic, class division. They need to keep us ginned up out here so we are not paying attention to what they're doing. But this right here, this is wild because Breitbart reports that the footage was taken, what I was just talking about here, you know, they were harassing this bullfin guy, a, a day before shots were fired Tuesday at an ICE office and a GEO group office in San Antonio, Texas, in what the FBI has called a targeted attack. I was watching Fox News today, and I saw the story on this. I mean, there's bullet holes in the window. What if someone would have been there? Now, the shooting occurred around 3 a.m., but what if someone's in the office? What if the janitor's in there cleaning? What if someone got up early, couldn't sleep, went in to get some work done, and got shot by these protesters shooting up this office? I mean, how crazy is that? And they talk about us in guns. They talk about us being crazy. They talk about us not being capable of having firearms. But yet you get these knuckleheads who are taking their firearms and they're shooting into buildings. Now, the shooting occurred around 3 a.m. at an ICE building where two floors house administrative and executive offices, according to the San Antonio Express News. The outlet reported another shooting occurred at a separate facility where an ICE contractor is located. So now you don't just have one shooting, you have two. Quote, all the shots that we have found are on the floors where ICE had offices. FBI Special Agent in Charge Chris Combs said, this is no question a very targeted attack. It's not a secret, it's not a secret facility. You can go online. It's the, uh, it's the, the address is out there. So they did some research. They knew what floors ICE was on. They knew what buildings they were in, and they hit those. Now, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Acting Director Ken Cuccinelli tweeted out pictures of the bullet holes, and I'm seeing them on Fox right now. I mean, it is crazy. But I want you to think about this for a second because this is the fourth incident at an ICE facility so far this month. The shooting at an ICE gov office this morning is at least the fourth anti-ICE incident in about the past month. August 13th, San Antonio, Texas. July 16th, Washington, D.C. July 14th, Tacoma, Washington. July 12th, Aurora, Colorado. These people are crazy. The incidences are the latest escalation in anti-ICE sediment that has shifted from calls to abolish the agency and claims that it is caging children to threats and violence within the space of a year. Last month, a man was killed by Washington state authorities when he threw incendiary devices at both an immigration center and nearby propane tanks. In Colorado, protesters demonstrating outside an ICE facility replaced the American flag with the Mexican flag. Also last month, protesters were arrested after trying to storm an ICE building in Washington, D.C. These people are wackadoodle. They're crazy. They're loco. And this is what we're battling every single day as conservative, common-sense thinking folks. Now, Department of Homeland Security Acting Secretary Kevin McAllen said on Fox & Friends Wednesday that people need to tone down this dangerous rhetoric that demonizes ICE officials. Quote, the environment where we're demonizing our law enforcement for doing their jobs and enforcing the laws on the books is concerning, he said. It can be dangerous, and it can result in people taking action that are not supported by facts, that are not in response to anything inappropriate that the men and women of ICE are doing, and we've got to tone it down. These people aren't doing anything wrong. They're doing their jobs. These people are following the laws of the United States of America. Congress wrote these immigration laws, and ICE is enforcing them. That's what law enforcement units do. If you don't like the laws left, then you need to change them correctly and in Congress and do it by proposing bills. And you've got your lackeys out here out threatening, out shooting, out attacking innocent folks who are just doing their job. It's unbelievable. Now, 
McElhaney goes on. He says, in addition to the threats of violence, we see elected officials at the local, state, and national level calling the Border Patrol, ICE, and anyone that enforces our immigration law Nazis, racists, and obscene names. He also asks, where's the outrage from the Democrats who recently have partly blamed President Trump for creating an anti-immigrant sentiment that encouraged the mass shooting in El Paso, Texas? He says, here's the bottom line. Hate is hate. Terrorism is terrorism. And murder is murder. Politicians who condemn attacks on themselves and institutions and policies they support have an obligation to condemn such attacks on their opponents just as vigorously. This is crazy. We are living in crazy times. And, you know, poor Chris Cuomo gets called Frito and blows up. But by God, the ICE people are getting assaulted at the places where they work. And you don't hear a thing from the mainstream media. It is crazy. I'm telling you, protect yourself out there, guys and gals that work for the Border Patrol, that work for ICE. Protect yourself. We're living in some really odd times, and I'm telling you, President Trump has driven the left mad. Now, I want to get to this story real quick because this all falls in together today. You know, we're watching here in America as these Democrat politicians who are running for president are trying to push us into some kind of socialistic government into some kind of statism, uh, progressivism, whatever you want to call it. But over in Hong Kong, they're having protests. I don't know if you've been watching the news. I caught it for the last several days, and I've been kind of waiting to see what goes on here before I started talking about it. But uh, riot police had to storm the Hong Kong airport as protesters tie up suspected undercover communists. So what's going on here is Hong Kong is... Let me see if I can explain this correctly. Hong Kong is not a Chinese property, but it is ruled by a Chinese-like government, I guess is the best way to put it. And these folks over there, I mean, I don't know if you're watching or not, they're actually flying American flags, and they're writing signs saying, we need a Second Amendment. I mean, I want you to think about that for a second. They're over there in Hong Kong saying, we wish we had the rights that you Americans have. But yet over here, we've got Democrats saying, oh, you know, guns are bad. No, you need the new Green Deal. Oh, more killing Mother Earth. Oh, oh, oh. And over in Hong Kong, they're like, we want what you have. And they've shut down one of the busiest airports in the world. CNN International reported following the police operation that reporters witnessed that at least four arrests and that officers appeared to be targeting specific people to get through the protesters. Police used pepper spray and batons to push back the crowd. According to an official statement from Hong Kong police, airport officials requested that the riot officers enter the airport to rescue a man who protesters had apprehended and accused of being an undercover police officer. The South China Morning Post also reported that the airport received a court injunction requesting police remove the protesters from the premises, though Hong Kong police did not issue an official statement to that effect, and officers left without clearing out every protester. If you've been watching this on the news, it's crazy. They are literally taking over the Hong Kong airport. Carts. I mean, there are... I don't. I, I don't know how many. I, I can't give you an. I can't get. I can't get you a, a, an accurate number. But I've watched it on the news. It's crazy. And they're fighting for what? Independence. They're fighting for what? Individual rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. I mean, they are literally flying the American flag over there because it stands for what? Freedom. It stands for liberty. It stands for individual rights. And these pro-democracy protesters shut down the airport Tuesday for a second day in a row, forcing administrators to cancel all of their flights in a bid to get the China-controlled Hong Kong government to listen to their demands. Some protesters appeared to panic and target others suspected of working for the communist government after officials admitted this weekend that officers had dressed up as protesters to infiltrate the marches. Now, protesters have firmly listed five demands intended to make Hong Kong's governance more democratic and free from the Chinese Communist Party influence. Think about that. 
think about what's going on there. They don't want they don't want communism. They don't want socialism. They don't. They don't. These people want to be free. These people want what you and I have. They covet it so much that they're willing to go fight for it. Isn't that something? I mean, isn't that crazy? Here we are. The the greatest country on the planet. And we sit here every day and we talk about and we listen to these Democrats tell us that we don't deserve all of these rights. That we don't deserve, that America doesn't deserve to be the greatest country on the planet. That we're too big for our britches. That Trump's the big, mean, bad, orange guy. That us conservatives are awful. All the while over in Hong Kong, they're like, no, 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 no. We don't want socialism. We don't want communist rule. We want democracy. What they really want is a constitutional republic. But everybody believes it to be a democracy. But that's what they want. They want freedom. They want liberty. They want personal responsibility. I mean, if you look at this country, guys, gals, why do you think everybody's trying to get here? Why do you think everybody's trying to get into America? Because it's the greatest country on the planet where you have the ability to chase your American dream. And over in Hong Kong, they're fighting like hell to chase their dreams. And they're waving American flags. And they're asking for a Second Amendment. And they're wanting everything we already have. And I'm telling you, that's why I fight so hard every day on this microphone. Because we do have, we do have the greatest rights. We have some unbelievable, unbelievable abilities that the rest of the world only wishes they had. It's amazing. All right, can you head over to verveforever.com? Verve, V-E-R-V-E, forever.com. You looking to get some CBD oil? It's all the rage today. It really is. And what Verve does, it's a higher concentrated CBD oil. It's in milligrams instead of milliliters. It's up on their website. You can head over to verveforever.com, V-E-R-V-E, forever.com. I'm going to have uh, Tim Klon, TK, on the program one of these days, and we'll talk about it. He's right here out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But it's amazing. CBD oil does a lot of great things. Aches and pains, seizures, helps you sleep, um, all kinds of things. Migraines, headaches. You know, we, we, we see these men and women come back from theater. We see them coming back from deployment, and they, they go to the VA, and, and they get all of these pills. They get all these pharmaceuticals pushed at them and said, hey, take this for that and this for that and that for this. And the next thing you know, you know, they're taking 10, 12, 13 pills a day. I have seen, sto- I've seen and heard stories of these men and women taking CBD oil and taking away 8, 9, 10 of those pharmaceuticals. They have CBDs for for you and I. They've got CBDs for pets. They've got creams to rub on your aching joints, back, whatever. you got to head over to verveforever.com, V-E-R-V-E forever. Sorry, my phone's ringing. Uh, you got to head over to verveforever, V-E-R-V-E forever.com use verve 20 you'll get 20 percent off you order anything over a hundred dollars you're gonna get free shipping so head over to verveforever.com use verve 20 get 20 percent off your cbd the oils the creams all kinds of stuff over there all right uh, i might have time for maybe maybe a couple more articles maybe um let's turn our attention to the supreme court shall we senate democrats are warning the supreme court that they had better heal or face restructuring. Heal as in, you know, to, to, to get better, heal, to mend. Several high-profile Senate Democrats warned the Supreme Court in pointed terms this week that it could face a fundamental restructuring if justices do not take steps to heal the court in the near future. This is the left, my friends. They don't like what's going on at the Supreme Court. They don't like the five to four conservative slant. So what do they do? They warn the Supreme Court. Oh, you better get your act together, Supreme Court. You better start healing in the near future. Or or if not, we're going to do some things. Now, the ominous and unusual warning was delivered 
as part of a brief filed Monday this week in a case related to a New York City gun law. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, Democrat, Rhode Island, Richard Blumenthal, Democrat, Connecticut, Maisie Hirano, Democrat, Hawaii, Richard Durbin, Democrat, Illinois, and Kirsten Gildebrand, Democrat, New York, reference rulings by the court's conservative majority in claiming it is suffering from some sort of affliction which must be remedied. Think about that. The left believes that conservatism is an affliction. That needs to be remedied. We can't have you standing up for the rights of the individual. We cannot have you standing up for the rights of the unborn. We cannot have you standing up for the rights of anyone. You're an affliction and you need to be eradicated. It says, quote, the Supreme Court is not well and the people know it. Bullshit. That's such bullshit. Kirsten Gildebrand, she can't even pull over I don't care or I have no choice. Shove it in your pipe, lady. Oh, well, the Supreme Court is not well and people know it. No, we we know it all. These people are unreal, the brief states. Perhaps the court can heal itself before the public demands it be restructured in order to reduce the influence of politics. Isn't this what you're trying to do? Aren't you trying to influence the court right now with politics? Your politics? Because you don't like the politics that the Supreme Court currently has? And oh, by the way, when did when did politics come into the Supreme Court? These people are supposed to be impartial. This has nothing to do with politics. It says th- they shouldn't be influenced by what's going on in the world today. They should follow case law. They should follow the Constitution. This has nothing to do with politics. So, Kirsten Gildebrand, what the hell are you talking about? Because isn't this exactly what you're trying to do? You're trying to restructure the Supreme Court so it is influenced by your politics? That's what they want. They don't like the fact that they're losing. They don't like the fact that CNN isn't getting through to you anymore, that MSLSD, that the New York Slimes, the Compost, all these rag liberal pieces of crap, journalistic papers they call themselves. They don't like that. You're starting to wake up because it's funny. A Quinnipiac University poll says 51% favored a restructuring of the Supreme Court. Shut up. 51% of the public does not favor a restructuring of the Supreme Court. In the same poll, 55% believe the Supreme Court was motivated by politics. I'm going to tell you, that second part, I don't think I disagree. I, I, I think it may be true. I think maybe our Supreme Court is motivated by politics, especially on the left, especially Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Elena Kagan, Sotomayor. I believe they could be motivated by politics. Now, dramatic changes to the Supreme Court have been proposed by several Democrats vying for their party's 2020 presidential nomination with court packing being a common, though highly controversial, suggestion. In court, what court packing is, it's increasing the number of justices on the court to load it up. Because there's no set number for the Supreme Court. If you go back in history, I think the initial Supreme Court had seven judges, I believe, and now it's nine. And the reason, you know, think about it. You, you want to have an odd number. You don't, you, you know, you got, you, you, if you don't have an odd number, what happens? You could have ties. You, you, you have draws, and then what happens? Then you have to send it back to the lower courts. I don't think there's anything wrong with having nine Supreme Court justices on the bench. But to court pack, to put justices on the bench. Now, I want you to think about this, because right now I don't think the left's thinking this through. I mean, let's think about the lay of the land right now. Right now, the Senate confirms justices, Right? And right now, we've got the nuclear option because Mitch McConnell finally found his testicles. And he said, you know what? It's just a simple majority to get justices on the bench. You want to pack the courts? You want to go from nine to, let's say, 15? 
You want to put another six conservatives on the bench? Let's go. Let's go. See, the left isn't, not, they're not too smart. You know, they're starting to throw this out there because they think, you know, here's the thing. They think that they might have a chance in 2020. They don't. Donald Trump is going to run roughshod over whoever runs against him. I mean, it isn't even going to be close. You, you know, you got Joe Biden out there who's a gaff a minute. You've got Kamala Harris who couldn't fight her way out of a wet paper sack. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. I would take any of those three against Donald Trump today, and he would smoke them. You know, I was watching Fox News the other day, and lady on there is like, well, you know, Joe Biden's not going to be the nominee, which I agree with. I don't think Joe Biden will be the nominee. Don't think even in, in, in any kind of terms. He just doesn't have the stamina. The guy is just not that smart, and I think he's got some early onset Alzheimer's or maybe some dementia. I don't know. But it's going to be an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie Sanders-type candidate. Could even be Kamala Harris. Don't know. But there isn't a single candidate right now in the Democrat Party who has a snowball's chance in hell of beating Donald Trump, and they know it. So they start throwing out these outrageous things. Well, let's pack the court. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna threaten the Supreme Court. You know, if they don't start, you know, if they don't start restructuring the Supreme Court to heal in the near future, we're gonna, we're gonna come after you. <sighs> Says Democratic candidates, including Francis O'Rourke, Cory Booker. Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, and Gilderbrand have all signaled an openness to expanding the number of judges on the court should they win, should they reach the White House. South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg has also supported expanding the court, proposing a plan to have some justices appointed by the president and others selected by the other judges in order to depoliticize the court. He admitted that the only way he can think of to make this work would be to increase the size of the court from 9 to 15 judges while stressing that simply adding more justices onto the court who agree with you would be a bad idea. You know who's against packing the court? Joe Biden. Goodbye, Joe. Now, liberal justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, remember her? She says nine seems to be a pretty good number. I can't believe I'm agreeing with something that Ruth Bader says. I, I really can't. It's unbelievable. But uh, the Democratic senator's brief was filed in the case of New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, Inc., versus City of New York, which dealt with legal limitations on where gun owners could transport their license-locked and unloaded firearms. They are urging the court to stay out of the case brought by the NRA-backed group, claiming that because the city recently changed the law to ease restrictions, the push to the Supreme Court is part of an industrial-strength influence campaign to get the conservative majority to rule in favor of gun owners. Um, the Supreme Court's the final say. Why wouldn't it end up there? But you, you, you guys stay away from it. You stay away from it, the libs are saying. Don't you dare send that to the Supreme Court because we know what's going to happen. If the court still decides to hear the case, a ruling against New York City could prevent other cities and states from passing similar gun control laws. There it is. There it is, my friends. This isn't about the Supreme Court. This, this is about they want to take your guns. It's another gun grab. They don't want the Supreme Court to rule on this case because then it would make it illegal in other cities to do the same thing. But, you know, I want you to think about this for a second. Chicago has some of the toughest gun laws in the country, if not the toughest. But yet more people die there in a weekend than hell in Iraq than anywhere else, it seems like, across the globe. If gun laws, if Chicago has such strict gun laws and they don't work, why do you keep doing it? Criminals are going to get guns. They don't care about, you know, that's the whole thing. Criminals don't care about the law. They, they, they don't care about you and I. They're not out there purchasing their guns like you and I do. They're not going to a federal firearm license dealer. They're buying it out of the trunk of an Impala. They're buying it from some thug. They don't care. But yet, what do they want to do? You know, they're mad because right here it is. If the court still decides to hear the case, a ruling against New York City could prevent other cities and states from passing similar gun control laws. There it is. There, and there's the threat. They do not want, that. the left does not want the Supreme Court to say, nope, Nope, New York City, you can't do it. Neither can you, Chicago. Neither can you, L.A. Neither can you, Atlanta. They don't want that to happen. They don't. They do not want that to happen. All right, final story of today, Trump campaign. All of this goes together. The blue-collar people, you and I, 
Trump campaign small donor, small dollar donor surge, marking major shift for GOP. The Republican Party has long been panned by its detractors as the party of big money and big donors. But donation patterns have changed measurably under President Trump, a Fox News analysis of campaign finance data shows. 61% of money raised directly by the Trump campaign this election cycle came from small donors under $200, according to Federal Election Commission figures. That is similar to the proportion Trump raised during the 16 election cycle when 65% of his donations were under $200. And this is dramatically higher than previous Republican nominees. Mitt Romney, 26% were under $200. And John McCain, 25%. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. What is that, 65% higher? Quote, Democrats have traditionally been the party that has benefited the most from cultivating a small donor base. Alex Baumgart, individual contributions researcher at the Center for Responsive Politics, which runs the donation database, told Open Secrets and, Fox, and, and told Fox News. It's pretty clear from the numbers that Trump has done a lot to change the dynamic, the populist edge he's brought to campaign and campaigning is clearly something that is resonating with small donors on the right. You know, that's the thing. See, that's why the left wants him to stop. This is why the left calls him a white supremacist. This is why the left calls him a white nationalist, because it works. They know, they fear that you and I, the blue-collar worker, are going to stand behind Donald Trump. They have to get you to stop liking him. They have to get you to stop supporting him. They have to divide you from him because they have no other tactic. They're scared. I mean, they're, they're, they're petrified. When you look at stuff like this, when you see that 61% of Trump's donors are $200 and under, think about the money he's pulling in. It's big money, my friends. It's big money. How many $200 donors does it take to get to $108 million a quarter? Just think about the numbers that currently back Trump if you just look at that money. It's phenomenal, and the left is scared shitless. They don't have a candidate that can run with Donald Trump. They don't have a candidate that has the energy of a Donald Trump. They don't have a candidate that has the message that Donald Trump resonates. They don't, and they know it. So what do they do? They come out. They threaten the Supreme Court. They threaten ICE. They become belligerent because that's who they are. Keep it up out there, my friends. Keep it up. You're doing a great job. Donald Trump, President Trump, it's looking good for 2020. Now, guys, I want to take just a minute. I got just about a minute left. I'm going to be doing some stuff here. I'm heading today to get some hats done of the Matlock Show. We're going to get the shop up and going on Matlock, thematlockshow.com, thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. I'm going to have hats up as merchandise. I'm going to have T-shirts up as merchandise. They'll be coming here in about two or three weeks. But uh, I'm going to do a giveaway um, here probably next week. So I want you to be prepared. I need you to share this podcast. And what we're going to do probably next week, once I get my hats in, which should take about seven to 10 days, I'm going to go get that done today. I am going to give away a free The Matlock Show hat when I post this podcast on Twitter. If we can get 500 retweets, I will pull from the 500 retweets a random winner to send The Matlock Show hat. But here's the deal. Not only do you have to retweet it, and we got to get to 500, and I'll give you a time frame to do that. But secondly, you got to follow me. So head over to at Real Matt Locke on Twitter, Instagram, on Parlor. You can head over to Facebook, the Cartel Matt or the Matt Locke Show. But you have to be following me. I'm going to give away some, some merchandise, but merch is coming. Merch is coming. I'm working on it right now. I appreciate all of you guys listening. Share, share, share. You've done such a great job in the first two days. This is Wednesday, day three. I am overwhelmed at how well you guys are doing. Keep sharing it for me, please. Let's grow this audience. Let's get the word out there. I have lots of things to say. I have lots of opinions if you haven't known yet, if you hadn't followed the conservative cartel. I will give it to you straight. I will give it to you, you know, without any kind of blemishes or anything else. It's just what I do. 
It's what I do. If you want the pure truth, if you want it straight in your face, then you need to check out the Matlock Show. Share, 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 share. Have a great Wednesday. I will see you back here tomorrow. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.